Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Welcome to the cafe today. Hope you're doing good. It's another great day at KJV Cafe discussing God's word, diving deep into his word and the spiritual truths that come from it. It'll change your life. If you listen closely, if you study the Bible, it'll certainly change your life. We're looking at the characteristics of God. What makes God, God? And we see here uh, that, yes, he is all-powerful. He is sovereign. He is in full control. Uh, He is the beginning and the end and everything in between. Amen. He is God. Nothing's impossible for God or to God. And we see here, he's all knowing. First John 3.20, for if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Now, the context of this verse is very interesting. If you go into first John 3, it starts off with kind of talking about what God knows and what we don't know and what people in the world don't know. John, first uh, John chapter 3, verse 1, behold, what manner of love The Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. So 1 John 3 verse 1 really tells us something very interesting about who's knowing what. We're talking about God being all-knowing. And in his all-knowing nature, he bestowed this great love upon us and allowed us to be called the sons of God. What a privilege to be a true born-again, blood-bought Christian. What a privilege to be able to say, I am a son or a daughter of God, the Most High. Amen? Now, there's a song out there I hear on the radio sometimes, and it honestly kind of makes me cringe. And the name of the song is, We're All God's Children. It's not true. We're all God's creation. He created all things. But truly, to be called a child of God, you have to be born again. You have to be bought into the family. You have to have that ransom paid for your sin debt. And you have to accept that free gift of salvation. If you reject it, amen, then your soul or your spirit, I should say, is dead, amen. You're not alive. You're not born again. You're not made alive, made anew, made afresh, made in the likeness of God until you are born again, amen. Behold, what manner of love The Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. So if God has all knowledge, let's look on the other end of the spectrum. The world has no knowledge. I've heard many preachers talk about, and I I believe this wholeheartedly. It's been helpful for me to hear this and to study about this, that if you try to explain spiritual things, to an unbeliever, they'll just give you a blank look. They'll just look either um, bored, tired, irritated. They won't understand. They won't get it. And here's the thing. We cannot argue them into understanding. We cannot make them understand because God has blinded them from it. The world does not know God. The world system, the world culture does not know God. If they did, they would act totally different. 
They'd clean up their mouths. They'd get, they'd depart from that sin. They would go and accept Christ as Savior as soon as they could. They would tell others about Christ. They would live set apart and holy. But that's not how the world is. You know how the world is. It's as wicked as ever, and it's evolving, or I should say devolving, into more and more wickedness each day. And so we see here the world does not know us because it does not know God, us being the saved. So if you're saved and you want to be popular in the world, I got news for you. If you're living for God, if you're on fire for God, you will find friction in the world. You'll find disappointment in the world. You'll find snares and problems in the world of all stripes because you will not fit in. And if they hate you, know that they hated him first, and they don't know him. Verse 2, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And so here in verse 2 of 1 John chapter 3, we see that we don't know yet what shall be, but we know that we'll be uh, able to see him and be like him as he is. And so here's another spiritual truth. God is all-knowing. That's a characteristic of God. And we, even as saved Christians, are not all-knowing. So we know enough to know that God is all-knowing, but we know, also know enough to know that we don't know. Amen. I heard a co- college professor tell me one time, the older I get, the more I study. And this person had a bunch of letters behind their name, told me the more I, older I get, the more I study, the more I realize, the more I don't know. <laughs> Something to that extent. And this is true. As we get into God's word, we realize that as many truths are unlocked in the Bible, as shown to us, there's a great bit that we simply don't know. Amen. We don't know. And so part of the majesty of God being all-knowing is us understanding how little we know. Amen. And then we get to the verse that I shared about God being all-knowing, uh, and, and that's in First First uh, John 3, uh, verse, I'll start at, say, um, 18, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth, that's Christ, and shall assure our hearts before him. For if if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. God knoweth all things. Verse 21, beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, amen, and love one another as he gave us a commandment. And so we see here, uh, the most important thing is to be saved, except Christ is uh, Lord and Savior, believe on what he did on the cross for your sin debt, for my sin debt, for the world's sin debt, believe on it personally, know that you've got a need and accept Christ as your savior and then love one another as he's given commandment. Uh, And then verse 24, and he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit, capital S, which he hath given us. And so a beautiful picture of the Holy Trinity there, the God, the father, God, the son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit living within us. And again, that's how we know we're saved. We have the spirit living within us. Amen. And so we see that God is all-knowing, and there's a lot that we don't know, and that's okay. Uh, We understand that if we're saved, amen, if we've accepted Christ as Savior, it's okay not to know everything because God knows everything. And what I want to talk about for a little bit here is what does that mean? You know, think about the the context of this all. If God is all-knowing, then what can you keep hidden from him? If God is all-knowing, then what can you keep hidden from him? You know, a man walks outside, the ants think that they've got him tricked, they're all under a rock, and the man picks up the rock, and there the ants are. 
And if the man wanted to, the man could kind of place a little camera under the uh, rock or a little magnifying glass under that rock or whatever he wanted to and watch those ants day and night as he pleases. God is like that, but so much more with us. We think we're hiding something from God. Maybe it's a pet sin. Maybe it's a bad habit. Maybe it's uh, uh, spiritual laziness. Maybe it's idolatry or covetousness, things that we desire that we don't have, things that we're putting above God in our heart. Maybe it's uh, a way of the world that we can't quite shake and that we're caught up in some kind of yoked up in some kind of worldly relationship or worldly deal that we know is not right. We think that God maybe doesn't see it fully. Maybe he's too busy to notice. But truly, the scripture tells us that he knows all. And so if he knows all, and we know that we don't serve God by feeling, I believe God will allow people to feel secure as in if they've hid something. And at the same time, he knows very well what they've hid and fully will judge them for it. If God is all-knowing, then what can be hidden from him? The answer is nothing. You know, we're, easy, we're quick to tell our children, hey, kids, be careful upstairs. If we're not up there, God sees what you're doing. You know, be careful at school. God sees, God knows. But how much do we recite those things to us as we go throughout the day? Because if we did, how would that influence your behavior? You know, if you were going through a trying time, you may think about God while you're going through that trial, while you're going through that temptation, God is on your mind and God watching you specifically is on your mind and God knowing your thoughts, your heart, your emotions, everything is on your mind. And that may influence you to act with the fear of God in a way that is godly and holy. Uh, I was, we were running late today and there was a uh, mix up at the, at the restaurant. We had gotten some food to go and Oh man, we were running really late and it's taking a long time. And I had to go in there, open the door and just ask uh, for my wife's drink because we were running late. And in my mind, I'm thinking, God is watching. You're the preacher. Don't you act bad. Don't you be mean to anybody. Don't you act like you're better than anybody. And so as politely as I could, I asked for that, that beverage that we could get going. And I, I had that on my mind. I'm not saying I'm perfect. In fact, I'm sure I could have handled a situation like that with more love and kindness. But what I am saying is I was cognizant or aware of the fact that God is all-knowing. You know, God sees past our exterior, knows deeply our pains and our struggles, and cares deeply for us. So we've got one end here of the spectrum where God knows all. Let's be careful. And let's be moderate in our behavior and, and keep Keep that in mind. And then we have the other end. You know, so we've got God, that uh, the one that's going to chastise us, the, the heavenly father that cares enough about us to discipline us. Amen. And that shows uh, that he loves us. And that's out of Proverbs. Uh, I believe it's Proverbs uh, 13. Amen. But now the other end of it, God sees past our exterior. He sees past, you know, how many times has someone asked you how your day was going and you automatically say yes, even though you know that's not right. I was trying to break that habit. And someone asked me how my day was. I said, oh, it's good. And then I looked at them. I smiled and said, let me correct myself. It's okay. I wouldn't want to mislead you. <laughs> you know, I was having one of those days, uh, you know, just running a business and running the ministry and being a dad for three kids and a husband. And I don't know what, getting sick with all this mess that's out there. You know what it's like, amen. It's difficult. And so I had to be honest, but look, people don't need to depend on your honesty when we know that God knows all. So God sees past our exterior. He knows deeply our pains and our struggles. You know, so if we put on a face, if we act a certain way 
and deep down we're hurting and we're struggling, God knows that. And he cares deeply for us. You know, God is love. That's one of the characteristics we're going to get to in a later message. He is love and he cares deeply for us. He loves us so much, so much that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus, his beloved Jesus, to die that most brutal death on the cross, to literally inhabit the sin and him being sinless. Sin is a reproach and a disgusting, awful thing. And, and, and God said, okay, I love him so much. I'm going to send my only begotten son, Jesus, to take on the sin of all mankind, past, present, and future, and die on the cross. It's called the substitutionary death. Jesus substituted for us, for sinful man, amen. And all that believe on him are saved for an eternity. And their name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. And so that's how much God loves us. And when we accept Christ as Savior, we are now born again. We are now his children. And he cares for us. And he's all-knowing. So why put up that front? Why keep going day by day without asking God to help you in prayer, without being honest and repenting before God of your sin, without going to God as a child would to their parent, with just asking for help, asking innocently and, and earnestly saying, help me, Lord. Uh, Lord, this is the issue. That is the issue. He wants to hear from you. Amen. Yes, he wants worship and praise, but you got to let him in. Amen. You can't put that wall up forever. Let's break that wall down here today. Understand he knows everything. So he knows anyways. So please go to him. He can help you. He is the great physician. He can heal you. And scripturally, we're promised that if you keep your mind on him and if you give him all these burdens, you cast all your cares upon him, he cares for you, you'll have peace. And that is a precious thing. Can't find peace anywhere else but there. And all knowing God has your best in mind despite what you think. Despite what you think, God knows best and has your best in mind. Never forget that. He loves you and he knows what's best for you. Turn to him, follow the commandments, live for him, and know that he knows all. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Take care, God bless, and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119, verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee. 